Hello, and welcome to episode number 23 of the Hafey Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan Hafey with Hafey Digital. In this episode, I broke my motherboard, and we're going to talk about it. Let's get into it when I can get the mouse over to the button. Here we go. Okay, I think I timed that right. Welcome to the show. Yes, as you can see, things may look a little bit different color-wise. Um, even and, and I've got a, a, a laptop here, and that's all because, as I explained in the intro and as the title uh, alludes to, I broke my motherboard, and we're going to talk about that in a little while. Um, but that is the reason why I'm doing all of this from a laptop here. So uh, there may be some flubs in this episode. Who knows? We'll have to see. Um, but while you're here, hey, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Ryan Hafey. Let's have a conversation because those are fun. Um, excuse me. Uh, today, by the way, drinking Black Cherry Canada Dry. Unfortunately, I was going to feature my most recent favorite carbonated beverage, which um, not not necessarily favorite, but I think it's a made by Coca Cola brand called Aha. I think. They had an apple ginger sparkling water that was quite tasty. Um, but I ran out of those just recently, so we're back to black cherry. So anyway, we're going to get into the motherboard story, uh, but I have some things to discuss ahead of time. Um, so there's no main topic for today in previous episodes, and for a long time, you know, it was, okay, what, what kind of topic can I discuss in this episode? What kind of topic can I, you know, I was starting to run out of things to discuss, to be honest. Um, and then I realized that in the beginning, when I first started this podcast, one of the things that I wanted to be sure to do was kind of uh, track progress and growth uh, throughout the different projects that I'm doing, different things that I'm working on. You know, if there's new things that I want to try to take on or learn the tracking the progress through those. So, you know, I could sit here and spread knowledge and talk about stuff and just what I know about camera gear and lenses and photography and video and all that. And that's great. And I'm sure that's beneficial to some people. Uh, but I think there's room in the room in all of the episodes for information like that. But I think what's more interesting to me and what potentially could be more interesting to anybody that may be listening is, is sort of seeing the, the progress, um, through different projects that I'm working on, just kind of taking people along for the ride. So uh, today, yes, while we have story time later about the motherboard, um, there are some projects that I am currently working on or that I will be working on shortly or want to work on. Uh, and I want to kind of start those conversations here and um, get those going. Before we do that, I wanted to show off this thing that I just got in the mail a little bit ago, uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I was watching one of Brandon Lee's latest video. Brandon Lee, if you're not familiar, he is a, uh, a travel filmmaker, super talented guy, super creative guy. And um, he uh, he put out a video. Oh, by the way, I've done, I've done a video on uh, um, one of the effects that's featured in one of Brandon Lee's videos. It's uh, from his video, Soul Wave. You should go check that out. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, he had a recent video where he was talking about kind of his favorite cheap 
camera gear. And one of the things that was in there was something that um, if you're a Sony mirrorless user, you can definitely appreciate because Sony mirrorless, well, let's see, not enough video to maintain smooth streaming. As such, video viewers will experience buffering. Oh, great. Fantastic. So I'm already, I'm already having issues streaming from my laptop. Let's see if we can go into the uh, settings real quick. 6,000 kilobits per second. That's what I got. We're just going to have to work with it. Um, we're going to have to see what happens here. But anyway. So anyway, to cut right to the chase. The contraption that I'm referring to. It might be easier actually. Do it from this angle. Is zoom out. There we go. Is this thing on top of the camera here. Which is basically. Turn the camera on. It's a little thing that has a mirror. And if you flip up the flippy screen on the back there, it's going to reflect off of the mirror and allow you to see, I don't know how clear I'm gonna get this, but will allow you to see what's going on in your flippy screen. And as you can see, I mean, it's a little out of focus, but you can see all of your settings. You can see audio, you can see your aperture, ISO, all that kind of stuff, whatever you have on there, it's actually comes through pretty clearly. And the great thing about this is, first of all, it was pretty cheap. I want to say it was 20 bucks or less. It doesn't feel, I mean, it's not, it's made out of what feels to be relatively cheap plastic, but goes on the cold or the hot shoe mount of your camera, but then it has three cold shoe mounts that you can utilize on the side of it. So if you have a microphone like I do here, you can still mount your microphone. It doesn't take up, um, you know, you still have a place where you can put your microphone. So uh, if you're a vlogger or if you just are looking for something in the occasion where you have your camera and you need to be able to see what's going on in the viewfinder without having to turn it around or having someone there to help you, this thing is super handy. And I've got a link in the description below if you want to check it out. But um, I, again, Sony user, I find this incredibly useful. So that's cool. Um, wanted to throw that out there. Speaking of vlogging, I've been seriously considering vlogging again. And really, I don't know, I, I didn't quite enjoy vlogging a whole lot when I was doing it. I did one of those month long challenges. Um, I, think, I think I did the vloggest one. Everyone, you know, there's vlog October and, you know, December, whatever they call the one in December, I forget. But um, I, I didn't really enjoy it just because I never felt like I had much of a story to tell. But I want to try to get into the habit of filming a little bit each day, just something, just a few little bits and pieces here and there, mostly focused on what I'm doing, because obviously my channel is very, uh, my main channel, um, which is if you just search my name, Ryan Hafey, you'll find it. Uh, probably in the description below as well. Um, but it's focused mostly on cameras, camera gear, video editing. Um, lately, I've been doing a series on setting up a podcast like this. So stuff related to cameras and live streaming and photography and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, if I'm going to be vlogging, it's not something that I'm going to be doing super consistently for the most part. But, uh, you know, at least I want to be able to talk 
um, a little bit more about the things that I'm working on. I think I think I want it to kind of complement what I'm doing here on the podcast. The podcast is going to be more long form. This is where I'm going to, you know, get on camera and talk about what I'm doing more in depth um, versus the vlog, which would just kind of be more of a, you know, um, a little taste of the different things that I'm working on and kind of documenting that process as well. So we'll see. I've started filming some clips here and there. It's probably going to be a rough transition for me because I haven't edited a vlog, a vlog in a while. And that's, again, part of the reason why I want to do it is because I, I need to get back into the habit of editing. I feel like I'm kind of losing my touch. So we'll see. And uh, my drop, I'm, that's interesting that um, that I'm using or that I'm getting this error. It says YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. Um, I'm using a high CPU or high percentage of CPU, 22.3% on my Mac here, but I don't have any drop frames. So whatever, it is what it is. We're going to power through it. And if there's some buffering, there's some buffering and we're just going to deal with it. So yeah, I posed a, 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 a poll. Actually, I'm going to look at it because I don't think I've checked the update, but I put up a poll on Instagram asking, oh no, it's gone. And I forgot how to go see the results of that stuff. So I'm going to pass it. But I think last time I looked, it was like 60, 40 or, or like one third. I, the, the question I posed was, does anybody even watch vlogs anymore? And I think two thirds said yes. One third said no, something along those lines. But um, yeah, let me know. Uh, do, do you watch vlogs anymore? Do you find them interesting? Does it really depend on the creator and on, on the vlogger and who's, who's doing it? Um, but I think I, I think I might, might get it back into that. We'll see. Okay. Uh, what else? What's next? Um, another thing, speaking of just projects that I've been wanting to work on, uh, is I've, I've always, I've found for a while now, some of my favorite creators on YouTube, um, they have their own music or they create their own music for their channel. And typically it's kind of the same music that you'll hear on a recurring basis. Um, I know like camera conspiracies, uh, like, you know, I don't go and watch his content for the most up-to-date information uh, or the most accurate information. Obviously, you know, he, he makes fun of the camera makers a lot and he says a lot of stuff that isn't true and he makes, you know, makes it known that he's, he's joking or whatever. But um, you can, if you've watched enough of his videos, you'll, hear the same music recurring over and over, which, um, I think is actually, it's, it's, it's his signature. Like you, you recognize those things instantly as being part of his brand, you know, just in the same way, kind of, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you watch any of his videos on his social media, it starts off with that little, I totally butchered that, but he has this little Gary V sound effect that pops up and that's kind of his audio signature. I, th I sort of feel the same way about using music in videos. And yeah, I could go to, you know, Artlist or, you know, I have a subscription to Artlist. I could find some music. I mean, my intro, for example, that I didn't make that, um, but that's just kind of been part of the podcast since the start. And I, um, I like it, but like, I don't know. I just, I really like the thought of being able to make my own stuff. The problem is I don't really know where to start. Um, when 
when I was back in college, and I've mentioned this before, by the way, my, my dad growing up, I have a little bit of a, a background with audio in that my dad used to, and, and still does, I believe to this day, produce uh, radio commercials back to when it was, you know, reel to reel tapes. Uh, obviously he's digital now, but uh, so I, I kind of picked up some things from him over the years and even in college or even, even in high school, I would do some stuff, you know, I was in a band in high school and, and I would make some funny raps and things like that with my friends. And then in college, I, I had a buddy who he and I, um, made some, some, some funny raps and I, and I produced the beats for them. I thought, I mean, for a couple of, you know, random dudes in a Midwestern college, just having fun. I thought they turned out pretty cool, uh, even to this day. And uh, I produced them. I produced the beats in, I believe, uh, FL Studio, aka Fruity Loops, which I checked the other day, and apparently it's still around. Um, but I haven't used it for a long time. But what I'm looking for, I've 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 toyed with the idea of picking up like a a MIDI keyboard of some kind. I just don't know how to use them. I don't know really how to program them. So it's one of those things where I, I kind of want to get one and play around with it. But then is it something that um, is going to work for what I want to do? Or would I be better off, let's say, just downloading um, FL Studio again and um, producing within that and just using the sounds available there or you know, recording my own sounds and incorporating them in. How did these MIDI keyboards and, you know, like something like Fruity Loop Studio talk to each other? How do they work together? So that's kind of a new project that's that's going um, on the list. So, you know what? Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. So I meant to do this before, but this is, I used this little uh, cheap whiteboard or a dry erase board very early on in the podcast uh, episodes, but I'm going to use it again. And what I'm going to do is just list all of my product. And I might do this for like two episodes and then forget about it again, but whatever. So I'm just going to call it music production. That is that's one of the things that I'm going to work on. So I think what I'm going to start with is probably playing around with something like FL studio, seeing what my limitations are there. And then if it's something where I need to get, get a, um, a MIDI keyboard of some kind, then we'll look into that. I mean, there's one that's kind of popular that I've seen on Amazon, a couple of people using it as well. It's like 119 bucks. I don't need anything special. I'm not looking to produce like crazy cinematic, you know, or like, um, you know, EDM bangers or anything like that. I'm just looking to be able to, I want to, what it's honestly these days, like any, anyone who makes edits video knows that one of the hardest things to do is find the right video or the right music to fit your video. However, I can't, I can't even, there's been so many times when I've been editing a video and, and I'll, be able, I'll be able to like hear what the music should sound like in my head, but I can't find anything to replicate that. So if I could be able to produce a simple beat, um, and, and make 
some music, you know, just drum beat, simple bass beat. I mean, I've got a somewhat of a, a background in music, studied a little, a little bit of music business in, in college, you know, played drums and, and guitar and bass growing up. Fun fact, I took bass guitar lessons with the bassist from Mudvayne back in the day, which is interesting, I guess. His name is also Ryan. But I just want to have the kind of the freedom to do that and maybe even uh, just have a bank of audio that I can use for my content. Uh, I think that would be kind of interesting and, and unique to me. And uh, hopefully I can get to a point where I can do it quickly because uh, I don't I don't want to turn into a music producer. I just I don't even really want to bring attention to it in any of the stuff that I do. I just want to be able to make it and then say, hey, here it is. But I'll document that process here as we go. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, what else? What other projects working on? So I've talked about the Pintastic uh, Recipes episode that we filmed for like the first time in, I don't know, four or five years, maybe. Um, just as a quick recap, my wife and I started a YouTube channel back in 2013. Concept being we would find recipes that we like or that look good on Pinterest. We would recreate them and taste test them to see if we like them or not. We refilmed our first episode in a number of years. Uh, the uh, maybe, I don't know, probably a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, and I'm starting to edit that together. I actually just finished the uh, the little animated intro. I made a kind of little animated intro thing that, uh, that's kind of cool. Um, so that's exciting. And uh, so we're working on putting that together, but that's basically starting from scratch because the old music that we had is just so outdated I was looking back on some of the old episodes we did and it's so funny to see like how crappy or like just how much things have progressed over time. Um, it, you know, we didn't use any external lighting in the beginning. I was using a Canon T3i, which I had to manual focus. Um, so it, it'll be the, the, the quality difference will be definitely noticeable, but Hopefully can have that done and out the door within the next, I mean, the way things are going within the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, so that's another project that's ongoing, but I think it's time now to get to the main topic of this episode after a sip of black cherry Canada dry sparkling seltzer water. And that is this right here. This is my old motherboard from my PC. Now, a little bit of context with this motherboard and, and recent upgrades that I've done to my PC. So, um, when I first built my PC, I had a Ryzen 7, uh, Ryzen 1700X, CPU. I don't know if it's Ryzen seven or what it was, but it was a, it was a decent CPU, but I eventually wanted something that could, you know, push a little more juice through, uh, and, and handle a little bit more. Uh, I was working with premiere and working with a lot of 4k files and, um, it wasn't working out as well as I would have liked. So I decided to upgrade to the Ryzen seven 3700 X CPU, which I put on this motherboard, which by the way, I, I do find it kind of uh, um, coincidental that I'm referring, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about killing my motherboard on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, by the way, to all the fantastic mothers out there. I, I only waited, what, 
you know, 23 minutes into the, into the episode to mention that. But anyway, uh, so this this board is apparently com- what was comparatively apparently compatible with the Ryzen 7 3700X. But what happened when we installed it, and by we, I mean my brother-in-law who knows more about the technicals behind um, PC builds and all that kind of stuff. He helped me out. But we installed the CPU. He flashed the BIOS. We booted it up, and then it would just hang on startup. And I, th- I think actually in the early days of this podcast, I, we were we were still dealing with it at that time. But it would hang for sometimes up to like 30 minutes, and you would just let it hang, let it hang, and then eventually you'd come back in the room, and you'd see, oh, hey, it started up, great. One day I did something to where it just started fixing itself, I don't know exactly what it is. I I had a hunch that it was um, updating drivers for the SSD that I had because once I did that, it started working again properly and then it never went back to the long startup times. It, it, it would start up perfectly every time. Um, but what, so at a certain point, actually not, not long ago, well, I guess it would be within the last week, I went to go update the BIOS. So I went, I did that. I did it correctly, uh, updated to the most recent version and it started doing the same thing that it did before where it would hang on startup. So I'm like, Oh great. Now I got to troubleshoot this again. And by the way, the first time we troubleshooted it, it, it took, it had to be like a week that I dealt with it. And once the computer started up, it was fine. Everything worked perfectly when, when, as long as it started up, it, it was fine. Um, but I was super frustrated. Like, oh, God, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with this again. I updated the BIOS. I, I reverted back to the, um, to the version that I upgraded from to see if that would fix it. That didn't fix it. So something had obviously been triggered. And, you know, I mean, this is a, this isn't the most top of the line, most compatible board. So I'm sure there were some issues with the board and, and the CPU combination, whatever. But, I was like, okay, I got to figure something out. So one of the things that I had um, seen that was like, okay, try this. Sometimes this this will work for people is resetting CMOS, which requires you to remove this little battery here. So you shut down the computer, you unclub, uh, you un- unplug the power cable, uh, and then you go in there, you remove this battery for a little bit and kind of, I guess, just release all the electrical charges or something like that within the board. Put it back in, and then for some people that fixes it. Well, what I did was, see, the problem is this is where my graphics card went here, which means that I would have had to remove my graphics card in order to get to this little battery. The problem with that is, um, well, there wasn't really a problem with it. It was just user error, but I went and tried to remove it. And, you know, there's these little expansion slots and you've got these little latches here, right? And that's what kind of holds the graphics card or whatever is there in place. Well, I thought that I had released the graphics card enough. I thought I had unlatched it here. I'm hitting the microphone here. I'm going to go here to this angle. Let's bring this down a little bit. That's already there. So this little latch here, I thought I had released it so that I could pull the graphics card out safely, but I didn't. So when I started to pull the graphics card out, this black piece started coming up with it, only it was here. And uh, it's not like I yanked it and the whole thing came off all at once. 
but I pulled on it hard enough to where it lifted up a little bit. And if you can see, let's see if I can make this any more clear. Eh, kind of. You can see all these little pins here. All those little pins go into all the individual slots on this little piece here. And if you get, oops, Siri thought I was talking to her again. No Siri, not today. And if you, if you remove this, it's essentially impossible to get it back in. So at a certain point, this was like halfway pulled off. And I was like, well, I just got to yank it off at this point. There's no turning back. There's no way to salvage it. And um, that basically rendered this motherboard useless, or at least this expansion slot useless. But lemons and lemonade, the, the downside of this is I don't have my PC to work with. But when you really think about it, there's a lot more upside than there is downside in that A, um, I still have, I have a Mac laptop that I can use for this type of stuff. It's, I don't like the experience quite as much. And for whatever reason, it's having a much harder time processing the, uh, the stream than my PC was. For example, my PC would use, and this is on my PC, I would be recording and streaming on, um, on here. I am just, or I'm just streaming and I'm using 22.6% of my CPU on the PC. I would use on average about 2%. So my PC was definitely handling the load a lot better. And you might even be able to hear the, um, the, the Mac fan in the background. Cause it's, it's running pretty hot, but the bright side being, I do have another setup that I can use in the meantime to just do general work and to stream the podcast if I need to. The other upside is now I get to upgrade. Um, so I've already bought a new motherboard, uh, upgraded to an X570 motherboard, which is supposed to come in on Friday. Uh, fun fact, um, apparently everyone's using their stimulus, stimulus checks on building new PCs because uh, I, motherboards are sold out everywhere. Uh, there was one motherboard that I purchased and then I think it was on Amazon or somewhere and then got an email shortly after saying that uh, it was sold out um, and my order had to be canceled. So I had to pay a little bit more than I wanted to for a similar um, but a little bit better uh, X570 motherboard. But that comes in next Friday. Also, I figured while I'm at it, might as well bump up my uh, my RAM so the board that I got can support up to 128 gigs of RAM. Uh, I am going to, I'm getting 64 gigs in my PC before I had 32. So, you know, it's going to be a faster system. It's going to work better. The, the, the motherboard that I'm getting is fully compatible with the uh, Ryzen CPU that I have. So all the components should work just fine. Knock on wood, because if you've ever built a PC before, and I've really only built one and, and modified one a couple of times, but you know, it could be challenging. It's not the easiest thing to do if you've never done it before. Uh, but that's it. So yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get hopefully a new improved CPU or a new and improved motherboard, which will result in a new and improved CPU. So that I'm kind of excited about, but unfortunately just with all the shipping stuff and everything that's going on, the motherboard won't come in until Friday. I think the C the, uh, the Ram comes in on Wednesday. So Fingers crossed, I should be up and running 
with the PC next week. So we won't have to deal with this Mac nonsense. The, the other interesting thing that I noticed um, is, I guess it's, it might be monitor. It's, it's probably mo mostly monitor related, but because obviously my Mac monitor is not um, color, color calibrated. Oops, getting a phone call. Sorry, can't talk right now. Oh, there go the dogs. Oh, everything's going crazy. Uh, but um, I noticed that on OBS with my filters applied, let's see if I can, here, let's do this. Um, hold on. We're going to change the display so you can see. Good. Okay. If I turn this on. Oh, wait, that's not going to work, is it? No, that's not going to work. That's right, because I'm dumb. Okay, disregard what I was just going to say. But anyway, long story short, in OBS, I noticed that my picture is much more contrasty. Uh, and um, yeah, really just the contrast is kicked up really high. But on YouTube, it seems to be okay. And hopefully my audio and everything like that is okay as well. Um, so that's, yeah, man, that's the story. And uh, there's a silver lining in anything. I think that's the moral of the story. Um, if you are, uh, if you're, if you're a little pissed off at something right now, maybe something that's not so great happened in your life, uh, look for the silver lining cause you'll find it somewhere. Um, I know there's like some, some psychology term around it too. I forget what it is, but, uh, yeah, just, you know, don't take time to dwell in the negative stuff, figure out how to turn it into something positive and, uh, just be happy, you know, cause life's too short. And, uh, we're yeah that that's it that life's too short so just enjoy it you know anyway one more time let's start the little subscribe animation go ahead and click that subscribe button if you haven't already and follow me on social media at ryan hafey on instagram and twitter um subscribe to the podcast in audio form as well because you know um while this is often a visual podcast uh you can uh you i'm sure you can get some benefit out of it driving in your car to well i assume a lot of you probably aren't driving your cars to work right now because you're probably working from home or, or not doing a whole lot of driving at the moment um but you know hey when you're working out you can listen to my my sexy voice richard miguel audio and audio quality sound good thank you sir appreciate that yeah i wasn't sure exactly how this new setup because I, i'm i was glad that i was able to set it up and get it up and going um, in time. And I'm lucky that I had all the connectors and everything to be able to hook it up to the monitor. The roadcaster seems to work really well with it. The only thing with OBS that I can't figure out to do is like, for example, when I played the intro, um, I don't, I can't monitor the audio. I also can't figure out how to enable desktop audio. It just says, if you go into settings, Let's try this. If I go here, I'm gonna turn on display. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, that's because I'm an idiot again. Anyway, um, what was I gonna do? Oh yeah, if you go, I'll just talk through it. If you go into audio and you look at the de devices for desktop audio one and two, both say disabled. I can't choose Rodecaster, so. 
you know, if I wanted to, let's say, play back a YouTube video or play any audio from my desktop, it won't allow it to happen. Uh, so I don't know if that's a limitation with Max or what, but um, haven't figured that out. Also, when I play my intro music or my subscribe, I can't hear that audio even if I change the um, uh, audio monitoring settings within OBS. So not a huge deal. And again, hopefully I only have to deal with this uh, for one week. And we'll be back to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming next week. And hopefully I'll have some updates too as far as what I've learned on the music production side. There's a, there's a program that I've heard of. It's called LMMS, which I believe is like a free, um, free option alternative for like something like Ableton or something along those lines. Um, so I may check that out too to see what kind of options that can give me. Because again, I I don't I don't need some full featured suite. I just need something that can allow me to create simple audio tracks that uh, you know that I can put in my videos. So anyway, that's where we're at. Thank you so much for watching, um, and uh, appreciate you being here. And uh, Richard, thanks for the comment, and we will see you in the next episode.